Oh, hello, weary travelers. Come on in. It looks like the bod is about to begin. I'll pour the ales over the stories, fables, and tales about the bards, battle axes, and bows taking out their ferocious foes. Just take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Carriage Rest Inn. Previously on Carriage Rest Tales. Although the party's physical wounds have been healed by the wondrous Dr. Graves, or rather Dr. Vanessa as she prefers to be called, the party's invisible wounds of doubt and uncertainty have stung deep. Nomis, the once happy Tabaxi, has been stricken with depression over his error in believing that he was the one that had closed the rift. Woods, usually carefree and cocky, is starting to realize the solemnity of her position and the heavy weight that accompanies the soldiers in the Order of Light. Meanwhile, Vaso is coming to terms with his lack of combat experience and is questioning his own abilities after facing a real-life Denoa. But as the saying goes, there is always light in the darkness, and our adventurers have found their light once more. Nomis's spirits were lifted and his confidence restored thanks to the traveling troop of Loxodon performing the Waltz of Light. Melwood found an unexpected friendship in Quentin, who's helped her find a new perspective. And Vasso began some unorthodox combat slash circus training with Wallace the Loxodon. However, every coin has two sides. And although there is light in the darkness, there is always darkness within the light. The party discovered this when they interacted with a group of anti-order citizens outside the Dusty Stone. The situation de-escalated thanks to Melwood's quick thinking. However, most unfortunately later that night... One of those rowdy gentlemen perished from Mordina, the unknown death. Further complicating things, the rest of those anti-order citizens now blame Woods for causing his death, accusing her of being a witch. Everyone is on edge, especially Benson, who's been quieter than usual. What will our adventurers do? How will they combat these fake rumors? Will they gain these citizens' favor? Let us continue our journey. All right, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and one of your dungeon masters, Mike. And to my left, we have... Hey, everyone. This is Ryan. I am playing Nomis, the tabaxi bard. And this is Nick. I'm playing Vasto, the half-orc. Hey, guys. It's Sam, and I'm playing Woods, the elven ranger. And several hundred miles to the northeast is your other DM, John. Um, Solemnity? Like... You like that? I love it. I would like you to spell it for me, but I love it's it. It's Solemnity. <laughs> Solemnity. That's going to be my next D&D character's name. <laughs> Solemnity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Melwood, you are in your dorm room, and for the first time since you've been there, Bonnie comes over to have tea with you without you needing to invite her. She comes over on her own just because every night since you've gotten here, you've asked her if she wants some tea when you make it in the evenings and you started making tea, so she came over. And it's kind of a kind of a moment between you two when she comes over without you needing to invite her. Um, Woods is like really excited, but she's trying really hard to play it cool. But you could tell like she's got like oh oh hey. Uh, did did you want prickly pear or wild orange? Prickly pear, that sounds interesting. Okay, yeah, I just got it. Um, when we were in town the other day, 
I found this really great little tea market, um, and it was a it was a new flavor. That sounds great. L- listen, I I've been meaning to ask where where did you get the the teapot, your teapot that always has water in it. <laughs> um, it was a gift, um, uh, from my dad. That's that's nice. I didn't, I never knew my parents. Oh, well. Who who did you grow up with? Just my brother. Um, it was just the two of us. I grew up near the perimeter. Some of the humans who survived the tragedy never left. It it wasn't a nice place to grow up. But what about what about your hometown? Was was your hometown nice? Yeah. Um. So it's it's really just peaceful and tranquil and and tucked high up in the quiet mountain ridge. That sounds nice. I wish I grew up somewhere nice. You should come sometime. It's um it's well it's peaceful and it's it's bright and cheery. That that would be really nice. When you said you should come sometime, she like lit up a little bit. Like you haven't really seen her do that yet. So it was it that was a a positive reaction. Uh and then Woods is going to like get a little embarrassed. Um well, yeah, I mean it it's you know, maybe it's at some point or something we could go because she kind of forgot that she walked away from her family to be here. Maybe next time we have some some leave, we can we can visit. I I don't really want to go to where I grew up. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of places that I've been really wanting to kind of check out. Maybe we just do some of our own travel. Okay. And she gets that same look on her face like she had before. Like, it doesn't have to be there. She's just happy that somebody invited her somewhere other than the place she grew up. Okay. Vaso, you are hanging out at the stables, and you are with a friend of yours. Who is that friend? Uh, yeah, so my friend is one of the horses there, um, the biggest one there. He's uh, we're, we're good buddies. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> I still haven't named this horse. I thought we named him last we episode. We did name him. We named him. I forget. What did we? Did we name him something? I didn't write it down. Maybe we so. did. Well, let's yeah, name I don't, him I don't right think now. we did. Name him. Lasso. Okay. Um, Lasso. No. Zebulon. No. Ed. <laughs> Will oh there be? Um, I'll do you? Freddy. Freddy. Freddy the Frederick. horse. Frederick. 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 Yeah, Frederick. He's, yeah, he's a, he's like very distinguished. He's the biggest horse. It's Frederick. Haywood. Yeah, Frederick the big Frederick horse. Frederick Haywood. Frederick yeah. Haywood, H A W or H A Y. Haywood. Haywood. He's a southern horse. He's from Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> I love Mississippi. So you are at the stables hanging out with Frederick the Big Horse, as you do. And from the direction of the dorms, you see Quentin approaching you, the tortle. And he says, I see you here. A lot. Do you like it out here? Uh, yeah, I do. It's you know, quiet, peaceful. It reminds me of back home. Really? What's home like for you? Um, home is my uh, my dad's farm. Lots of land. Not a lot of people. Just quiet, peaceful, and uh, yeah, I love it. I see. It reminds you of home to be near the animals, then. And the, it reminds you of being on the farm? Yep, yep, for sure. My home is sort of like that. I grew up 
with a group of monks at a monastery near Trin. It wasn't quite a farm, but we did grow some of our own food, and we lived leanly. Anyway, there are not many turtles in this world. I suspect that's a feeling you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a I'm a half work, but I, you know, definitely don't look like an ordinary half work. I'm uh Did you grow <laughs> up with many other half orcs? Oh yeah. I mean, it was that was all that was around and of course I'm the <laughs> You look at me, um, and you'll uh, you'll look at Vaso and see that he's definitely small for a half orc. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Well, if it helps at all, I can empathize. As I said, there are not many turtles in this world. I've actually spent most of my time among the Tabaxi. I have nothing but love for them in my heart. They've taught me much, but the order seemed like a chance to find companions who were more my speed. That yeah. was a joke, because <laughs> I'm a turtle. Oh, I get it. I get it. That's a good one. <laughs> Have a sense of humor, my friend. It can help ease even the most difficult of burdens. I will keep that in mind, for sure. And with that, we move on to Nomis. I forgot. What class is the turtle? Is he a monk? He, monk? he is a monk, yes. All right, cool. That's what I was thinking. He's got good wisdoms. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. He knows how to shell out the jokes. Shell them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, Nomis. <laughs> I, think, I think you figured out who, who your scene partner is going to be today. Uh, my friend. I'd hope it was Bonnie, but (laughs) can't all be lucky. (laughs) It's Wallace. You said that during your first couple of weeks, you hung out with Wallace a decent amount, and you jammed together. So, oh yeah, today you have just finished a jam session, and Wallace is excited because he just got his drum set. Yes. Percussion. That is his <laughs> instrument. He actually plays several different instruments, but his instrument of choice is the drum set. And he uses his trunk to do things to say, that Wallace- normally would not be possible. He's got a big, like, Peter Gabriel drum set that's got, like, 35 nice. drums. Love it. And he had, like, it took, like, an extra week and a half to get to the Order of Light headquarters from home. So anyway, you have just finished a jam session with Wallace, and he says, My friend, that was wonderful. Tell me, where did you study music? I uh, actually was a part of a traveling troupe of tabaxi, and that's that's just what we did. We we toured around the country and, and just played music and entertained and, you know, did dancing, juggling. Some people did, like, acrobatic-type feats, but I I was just, like, playing music. I had a, my father played a lot and a couple of my friends in the in the pack that's, played and that's I just wonderful, kept playing my friend you know my upbringing was actually sort of similar i studied at the zimbara circus academy perhaps you've heard of it i've heard uh passings of it i, I don't know much about it but well my friend cool we are the out. most noble the most well known circus performers in all ivana uh, in Zimbara, it is a noble profession to be with the circus, because the other thing we Zimbarans are known for is our medicine. 
You see, we travel the world spreading medicine by day and joy through entertainment in our performances by night. When I learned I had the gift, I saw a chance to do the same thing with the Order, but to spread light as well. What about you? Why are you here? Uh, kind of a, a sad story here, Wallace, but uh, we, we were camped out one night and a, a rift opened up and all these, I didn't know what they were at the time, just these horrible shadow creatures came at us and one stood out in particular that he looked like he could have been, I, I guess, the leader of them, but he, he cast a, some sort of spell at my friend and all I could instinctively do was strum on my lyre here and next thing I know, some white lights kind of shooting at him. So um, kind of realized in an odd way that I had this gift of light and, and here I am. I see. I... Apologize for bringing it up. It seems like it may be a sore subject for you. Uh, it, it is, but it's it's not good keeping it in. So, and I, I like you. You're a good person to talk to, and a really Thank good friend. Thank you. Now check out this sick beat, and he goes bananas on the drum set. <laughs> hey, Wallace. Two things. Can you teach me how to heal through music? Is that what you were alluding to? Well, we do. heal through medicine. Oh, is that something you could teach me? I think I could teach you a thing or two. You see, I, no, miss, I was like you. I preferred the music to the medicine. But I can certainly teach you what I know. Okay, that'd be awesome. And what do you think about thicker strings for my lyre here? I think uh, some deeper notes would Ooh, sound really yes, good. yes, get that nice deep, deep bass. We could really play yeah. some good metal then. I think with your drum set and that, I think uh, I think we would kill it. Hey, you can even get your buddy Quentin over here and use the shell as percussion too. What do you think? <sighs> it was a joke, Wallace. I, I would never consider you doing that. I'm just messing with you. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, how much taller is is Wallace? He's than me? he's pretty tall. Um, is he like towering over he's, me? He's yeah, a big guy. All right. Anyway. Yeah. That brings us around to late at night at the Order. Mike, you want to set the scene a bit for us? I will. So, over the last few days, your patrols have all been canceled following the incident. Benson advised that the party should probably stay on base, especially Woods, until everything kind of blows over. However, for some reason, Benson has also been a little bit more distant, kind of like secluded, leaving you guys kind of in a sort of somber state following everything. However, it is now Friday evening, and you guys are kind of looking for something to do. And as you're kind of walking around the campus grounds, you look a little down and disheveled a little bit. But you notice that Squad B, I can no longer say Party B, <laughs> <laughs> you know that Squad B is really like more energetic and energized. They've had a pretty good day, and Wallace in particular seems very excited and he's really trying to you sense convince his party members of something but they're kind of like a little back and forth and that's what you walk into in the atrium is this conversation going on between squad b when you three enter wallace sees the three of you and he says no miss my friend listen i can i speak with you hey, for a moment yeah, and he pulls you aside wallace. and he says what's on your mind listen i i have something i'd like to do tonight but I don't think we're technically allowed to do it, but you see, I have a friend from from my hometown who's in town performing with the troupe performing the Waltz of Light, and I would like to visit her. 
She's going to be at the Heaven's Cloud Brewery tonight, and I was hoping I could convince the rest of my squad and yours to join me in a bit of a after-hours excursion. I mean, that that sounds like fun to me. Are, are we... Are we all there? They're, they're kind of uh, pulled... He, Wallace pulled Nomis over to the side when you showed up, and you can hear him talking okay. because he's got a very loud voice. <laughs> so if you're commenting amongst yourselves... Can, can I do a history check, like, do I know if there's like a curfew? Yep. Go ahead and roll a history check. Oh, that's awesome. I have no bonuses to history. Perfect. 12. I'd say you probably even with the 12 would know that you're not supposed to be outside of the order of light unaccompanied for the first year of like your practice. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah, I think that would be great. Wallace, do you, uh, maybe we can invite, invite Benson to go. I think he, uh, he seems really down lately. Maybe some music would, uh, cheer him up. I, that's not a bad idea, but I hesitate because, well, if we ask permission and they say no, then they're going to know that we're going to, that we're going to try and go there. I don't really want to, to give the game away. You know what I mean? I'd really like to see my friend, Nomis. I I think I'm picking up what you're putting down there, Wallace. Yeah, I'm, yeah, let's go. There's music. Wonderful. Help me convince the others. All right, everyone. I've got no miss on my side as well. (laughs) So what say you? Are we sneaking out tonight? Is he screaming this this. in the corner? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Woods is just like staring at him, shaking his head, but she's in. I'm going to bust out my reinforced lyre and like drop a baseline like bump, 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 bump. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we should all go. Like, Nomis has gained some pep in his step again. So he's... Yeah. We just had a really bad time. Woods is a... Music, music, it's it's a good medicine for people. I think it would unite us. Um. Yeah, you know, yeah. everyone thinks Woods is a witch at this point. So I think she you needs need to... You need to prove you're not a witch. She needs to go go grab a couple of, I don't know, what they drink, margaritas. Yeah, Vaso at first, like, he's hesitant, but, like... He sees, like, you know, like, Nomis really wants to go. And, you know, would she agreed to go? And I'm like, I, you know, I feel like I got to do this for the team. You know, yeah. I got to, this will be a good, even, even if we get in trouble, it's like, you know, it'll be a good t- team bonding experience. It's easier to so, ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Oh, I so, like that. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, I mean, at first he's definitely hesitant, but then he's like, okay, let's do it. How are we sneaking out? I mean, I can sneak out pretty easily, Wallace. <laughs> Um, and just for the record, you notice that uh, Quentin just kind of seems like he's along for the ride. He's not putting up much of much resistance, but he also isn't like super excited about it. He's just sure I'll go. And Bonnie seemed kind of hesitant, like Vaso, but a little more so. But she is willing to go along with everybody. Um, how far is? Do we know how far? Sorry, what was this place called again? The Heaven's Cloud Brewery. You would know that the Heaven's Cloud Brewery is in St. Harbor, which is the district that is just to the west. Basically, Black Bay Harbor is split into like three harbors within this little bay, and Saints Harbor is the central of those okay. uh, harbors. So it's kind of like where so the- So it's not far from here. Yeah, it's not far from there, but it's definitely outside the um, walls of the Harbor Jersey Square. Okay. I mean, what's his end? What time, what time are we leaving? Yeah, what time uh, is your friend going to be there, Wallace? And what's her name? Her name is Felberta. Okay, so at this time, Woods like, oh, there's a lady friend? 
Yes, a good friend from from my hometown. We we grew up together. Okay, little lady friend. All right. It's not like that. Okay, uh-huh. and like uh huh, and she's gonna sure. like yeah. I'm like, gonna give Wallace a little him. nudge. Yeah, you know? oh, come on, Wallace. He's uh, y- you can't really tell if he's honestly saying it's not like that or if he's just kind of saying it. You know, it's not like that. You know, uh. You, you can't tell if it's a, if it's actually a platonic thing or not. We'll Wallace, find out. I think you've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> uh, well, I think she will be there most of the evening. They are staying nearby, so we can leave any time after dark, I think. All right, Wallace, we're going to sneak out. We can't announce it, so you might want to use hushed tones. Have you, have you ever- Yes, I see. Have you ever tried that before? I- well, I do know the concept, and he's trying noticeably quieter yeah, than he okay. was, but he's still he's pretty loud. So loud. Maybe we should try uh, sign language. Yeah, you're on to something, buddy. Um, yeah, maybe Wallace just try not to speak. Just use your hands or your trunk. Or trunk. Or your trunk. Yeah, that's actually not trunk, bad not. thinking. <laughs> You guys are gonna learn military signs. Yeah, just for yeah. call signs, like <laughs> just just so you can have these uh, sneaky Wallace encounters. Yeah, one hundred percent. We're doing it. We're gonna spend the next thirty minutes coming up with like actual call signs for Wallace. All right, so everybody, go ahead and roll. <laughs> Awkward. Well, no one has determined how they're actually going to sneak out yet. Wallace had commented that he actually hadn't thought that far ahead. And from Bonnie and Quentin, you're not really getting too much from them. They're, you can sense they're more just going along because everyone else is going along with this project. I think we can make a plan. Do we know, like, if there's, like, guards around? Like, can I roll for that? Or? Yep, so that's what I was trying to figure out, what type of role you'd want to do. So I think for yours, since you're particularly looking for guards, it's going to be something intelligence-based because you're trying to maybe plap out, like, what their roots are and where there's a hole in the perimeter check and stuff like that i want to roll for like benson and amelia like their schedule like if i can remember what their routines are so like i know like hey when do they go to bed like where are are they like having coffee in the courtyard at a certain time perfect i'm gonna have yours be an insight check because you're trying to remember and like into their particular schedule so it's kind of like how well do you know that person okay are you not rolling no i don't I mean, dang, I rolled a three. Okay, you are trying to figure out and try to remember the guard schedule, but you've been really distracted with Frederick lately, so you just haven't really been noticing the guards coming and going or anything like that. Um, So I rolled a d20, and then I'm adding my wisdom modifier, which is a plus two. I rolled a 16, so 18. With an 18, you would actually remember that every weekend, because it's now the weekend right now, Uh Benson actually leaves the compound, and he doesn't really come back you know, from Friday night till Saturday night, he's just off of the base. So you guys okay. have always had kind of weekends to yourself to kind of train and do stuff as you want. And you know that's because he's actually not on base. Okay. Is there a- another entrance besides the first entrance? Like I'm thinking like a loading dock. Um, Go ahead and roll, I guess. Pers- logistics? Can I roll for logistics? <laughs> roll for logistics. Roll for UPS. Yeah. Roll for UPS. <laughs> um, go ahead and roll a, serv- a history check. Actually, all you can roll a history check. Uh, I had a negative one on that, so I have a two. Oh, so you rolled a three minus one, two. Yeah. Okay. We had brought it up probably in this conversation of brainstorming ideas. 19. Six. 
So there's two things that you remember with the 19, when you start talking about, is there a separate entrance or maybe like a loading dock? Nomis, you've kind of traveled the world a bit. So you remember that most keeps, and this is kind of like an internal keep, they have their main gate that goes up and down, but then they typically will have a side entrance so that they can kind of sneak out some guards to then flank the people that are attacking the main gate. So you would know that this facility has to have some sort of one-person doorway to allow for that type of retreat, but you're not quite sure where it is. The second thing, I guess, is something you guys all notice as you're kind of having this conversation. You look and you remember, especially Nomis, because his garden is up there, the top of the barracks is almost the exact same height as the walls. There just happens to be a 30-foot space, airspace between them two. Mm. So if you can figure out how to move that gap, you could just jump to the wall, but it's 30 feet, so you'd have to kind of try to figure something out there. Like, would it be like a ladder? Can we just find this door? Can we just, can we go out the front door? She asks very You probably arrogantly. need to be a little bit more discreet than that. Okay. I say we walk around the outside perimeter first, see if we can find this door. It's daylight right now, right? Yeah, you guys would have gotten back, and it's getting towards dusk, but the sun we hasn't set go, yet. We can go outside the compound right now? Not without your escort. Okay. So Benson has dropped you off, and he's already left for the evening, so it's Friday night. Um, How about group A walk... Anyone clockwise, you know, or counterclockwise. Anyone fancy meet? a run? And I look no. at my, I look at Quentin, and he's like my exercise buddy. And I'm like, hey man, let's go for a run. So him and I are gonna run the perimeter where it looks like we're working out, but what we're doing is some recon. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds great. Yep. Go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage because now you know what you're looking for. Okay. I have to roll better than a five. <laughs> I got an eight with my four. So 12. So with the 12, you are definitely able to see that behind some shrubs has kind of been overgrown. There definitely is a door they can see. Okay. Can Wallace fit through that door? Yes, Wallace will fit. I mean, it's designed in this world, so it's going to be big okay. enough for a, a Loxodon. It might be a little tight. He might have to like bend over a little bit to get through it, but he'll fit. Um. So we're going to come back. And uh, all right, guys, we found, we found our escape hatch. It's a... Uh, on the east side of the natatorium, behind some brush, let's meet at eighteen hundred. Yeah, what what time does it usually get dark? Um, I mean seven, eight o'clock probably. What is that? Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred six o'clock. Twenty hundred. Twenty hundred. <laughs> is that is that how you say it? Twenty hundred. Yes. Yeah, it'd be eight o'clock. Twenty one hundred hours. Twenty two hundred hours. Twenty thirty. What? Twenty thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah, it's eight thirty. Yeah. You're gonna we're gonna yeah. meet there. Yeah. And she looks at like Wallace and like does the hand signals that they've been practicing. As you guys are kind of winding down for the evening, you realize that you're still wearing your recruit order guard. And you know that the recruits are not supposed to be out in public without an escort from their commanding officer or another knight. So you realize that, oh, I actually need to put on my civvy clothes so that I don't immediately stand out in public. So what are you guys wearing for this evening out? Oh, man, Nomis is going all out. He's busting <laughs> out. He's got a hat that he hasn't worn yet. It's like a... Uh... Does it have a feather in it? Oh, it's, of course it's got a feather. It's actually got two feathers in it. It's One's like a peacock feather. The other's like a really cool like hawk feather. Oh. It's a light brown brimmed hat. He's got on like a red vest. Uh, I'm trying to get creative here. Almost like light 
orange leather pants. Like he's going all out. Like a nice boa. Oh, very Harry yeah. Styles. I like the boa edition. Yep. And then uh, like a light red boa. And then, of course, he's like grooming his hair to like have it like kind of come up on the sides of the hat. So it's like styled. Uh, Vaso. Yeah. So Vaso, um, I mean, he doesn't have like anything fancy like Nomus <laughs> over here, but um, he does. You want to borrow some clothes? We're roommates. No, nah, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm kind of tight. Look I'm, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you, what do you have? What do you have? What do you want? <laughs> I got long sleeve shirts. I got vests. You want a vest? We can be yeah, vest buddies. Uh, I was, well, I was vest with s- no undershirt. Just vest. <laughs> yeah, let that quarter work hair come out of that vest. I, I was going to say, like, do you have like a a leather vest? Yeah. What color do you want? Brown. How about a black one? Okay, a black right. one. And then I've got a long sleeve button down. That I that that would go under the vest. The vest would go over it. It's going sharp. So. Nice button down with the vest. Mm. I'm going to give you a chain that's going to connect from like a pocket in your vest to like a button. So you see like this cool yes. silver chain. Yes. Love it. And Melwood. Okay. So Melwood is in her uh, Palazzo pants. So they are wide leg, super flowy. And she has a also a vest. There's a theme here. So she's got this like kind of brown crop top vest that she wears. And she has leather, like, arm guards and a couple of, like, gold bands around the top of her biceps. And she's she's bigger girl. Like, she's broad shoulders. Um, but she's got a huge afro. So, like, and it is, she's got it, like, really teased up. And probably a couple, like, maybe the front's pulled up a little bit. But she's just, like, flowy and chill. Maybe, like, a big necklace. Like, kind of, like, thin gold chains on. Makeup. Right. She's got makeup on. She's putting makeup on. All right. Yeah. Oh. She's guys, going. She's going out. Like we're going out. She's she's kind of pumped. Yeah. This will be you guys' first outing as civilians in Black Bay Harbor. It's like college. Like yeah. we're sneaking out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So twenty hundred comes up, and you guys head down to the atrium, and oh. in there you see the three squad B. Yep, and they are dressed uh, in sort of an equally inconsistent way as the three of you. So. Wallace is kind of Nomis's counterpart, and he is dressed in his circus finery. It is a deep, vibrant red three-piece suit. His coat has these giant tails that flow out behind him. He's got a giant top hat on that matches his suit perfectly. Quentin is actually dressed modestly and by modestly I mean there's not a lot to his clothing and not in like a weird way but he's just wearing like very simple cloth wraps like you would see a monk do and he's got like a big heavy beaded necklace around his neck that he wears and it's it looks more like a more like a gi that you would see a martial artist wear than an actual piece of like clothing and Bonnie is dressed Pretty plainly in just some dark leather pants and a tunic. I'm going to hand Quentin like a blue like mask to wear over his eyes. <laughs> he he I jokes it no, I'm just joking. This I'm, is... not, I'm not doing it. Donatello? <laughs> Leonardo. Leonardo. Come on, get with it. Sorry. Sorry. So you meet up with the three squad B and the six of you head over to the door that Quentin and Melwood had found earlier. And you go to open the door, and it's locked. Of course. <laughs> uh, does anyone, anyone, 
Can anyone open a door? I can. Perfect. Uh, Bonnie surprises you all with that. <laughs> and she steps forward and is able to pick the lock on the door. Um, Get it, girl. Melwood. I'm going to say she just uses like some bobby pins from her hair. Yeah. Just quickly picks the lock and you guys are quite impressed. Melwood like links arms with her. She's like, let's go. Like she's excited. She hesitantly goes along. She's just not used to like, honestly, she's not used to having friends. So when you put your arm around hers, she's just kind of like, uh, okay, we, we go No, She's like, she's not sure what to do, but she's happy. Yeah, we go. All right. And surprisingly, the door that you opened up actually did open up on the east side. That's how I had it planned. So you're like, oh, there's a door on the east side. I was like, well, that was perfect. <laughs> and it opens up into Middletown, which is the district that is just to the west of Harbinger Square. Middletown, you guys would know, is kind of the local area. So that's kind of where the local houses are. And then that's where you're going to find like your local grocery stores. But you know that Heaven's Cloud Brewery is actually a pretty big tourist attraction. So that is in St. Harbor. So you need to make your way around the base to go over to St. Harbor. You guys are smart enough to go north. So you go away from the main gates of Harbinger Square, aka avoiding the guards that are going to be posted there. So you guys make your way around. Is there anything you wanted to try to do on your way to the bar? Just want me to kind of narrate what's going on as you're walking there. Um, Before we leave, I want to make sure, I want to look at the door that we just went through. And see if, like, maybe we can lock it because I don't want people sneaking in or finding that door. And How are we going to get back in? Repick the lock. Can we unlock it from the outside? Yeah, you'd see it. Like, okay. most doors, there's a key hole on each side. So you're going to ask Bonnie to relock the door behind you? Yeah. Because last thing we want is, you know, civilians tra- yeah. or somebody trying to open the door and they get free access to the... I like it. Oh. Good call. Also, she looks at like Vaso and goes, We gotta make sure somebody stays sober and like points at Bonnie. Yeah. So we can get back home. Oh, the rogue to pick the lock. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were pointing at um Nomis there. Oh no, no, no. No, we need to <laughs> No, we're gonna we get him trashed. We need her. We need we need our lock picker sober. Yeah, we need our lock picker sober. <laughs> milk for everyone all night long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going. Maybe a little goat milk for a special. Oh, <laughs> So it is a Friday night. The streets are kind of hustling and bustling with uh, locals and tourists alike. There's lots of open pubs, breweries, little shops for trinkets and stuff like that. One of the things that you do see a lot of is beauty salons trying to sell like mud masks and stuff like that. And the reason for that is Black Bay Harbor. One of their primary exports is... Volcanic ash, right? Yep. One of their primary exports is skincare products. And that's partly because it's next to a volcano. So there's lots of volcanic ash in the mud and in the water and stuff. That's where the Black Bay Harbor gets its name from because it's just a dark color from all the runoff of ash. I just picture like those people at the mall as we're like walking through. Yep, exactly. Is the product voluptuous Vesuvius? Yeah. It could be. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, it is. That's a line. I'm trying to spell that is uh, tricky. That's just like solemnity. Solemnity. Solemn. Yeah. Whatever John's word was that he solemnity. said. Solemnity. I learned solemnity. a new word, but I immediately forgot it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so you guys are walking around and you're definitely getting approached by people to try to buy this nice products. And why don't you come in and have a seat at this restaurant? Oh, we got open tables over here. Why don't you come and grab a drink? But you kind of got your spot in mind where you're trying to go, which is Heaven's Cloud Brewery, which you heard has some of the best beast wings and pizza in this side of the uh, country. So you're very excited to get there. But as you're walking around there, start to notice a few things. First, for being a large port city, you don't see hardly any homeless people around. You also see lots of kids playing in the streets. Some of them have like those little sparklers and they're running around. Some are playing soccer, but they're all kind of unaccompanied and they're just running around. So you get a sense pretty safe in this area. And you also sense a very small police presence. You still see police kind of roaming around, but you don't really notice them out in droves or anything like that. I will mention for you guys and the listeners, the city is, has two different types of police. You guys are the order of light. Your job is solely to deal with the rifts and the Denoa that comes out of them. And then you also have a small police force that's going to handle day-to-day normal citizen interactions. As you round the corner and you make it out to... Oh, I got a note from John. Agree, John. This break brought to you by <laughs> Voluptuous Vesuvius. Voluptuous as you guys round the corner and you start to get into St. Harbor, you can actually look out into the water and you see the ocean coming into the bay. And you see that there's still lots of boats out there. Some are just coming in and out of the port and others are already docked. Most of them look like they're tied down for the night because it is Friday night. But you also see some are unloading, unloading, but it's kind of minimal. Then you make your way to Heaven's Cloud Brewery. And before you walk in, we're going to take a quick break. Alas, the bod is needing a break, so I, your humble innkeeper, shall give a few announcements. Hey guys, it's Sam. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caradresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caradresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. Great. It appears the bard is back and ready to continue his tale. So as you guys are walking into Heaven's Cloud Brewery, you can start kind of smelling the amazing food coming out of it before you even get to the doors. And you're hearing the hustle and bustle of the crowd. And the first thing you notice when you walk into this bar is the crunching on your feet. And you look down and you just see a whole bunch of peanuts shells kind of littered yeah. all over the floor. <laughs> Obviously, Wallace is very excited. <laughs> he starts seeing all the peanuts. So stereotypical. There is no server. You just see, or there's no hostess. You just see a stand. If there's a seat, take it. Open seating. And then there's a little tray of a whole bunch of uh, like goblets full of peanuts next to it that you can uh, take with you to your table. Yeah, Mel would 100% right, yeah. grab two things of peanuts. As yeah. you round the corner, you just are greeted by this fantastic old looking bar. So you have like wood paneling everywhere. 
The bar is just like covered in layers and layers of lacquer. Everyone's kind of jolly, happy. It's a very joyous experience. And the smell of food is just fantastic. And you quickly find a nice little seat off in the corner for the six of you. And you have a seat. Uh, as soon as they get there, Wallace sees his friend who he's there to see across the bar. And he shouts her name and says, Valberta! And she says, Wallace, it's wonderful to see you. Did you want to voice Wonderful both? to see you as well. I think he does. I think he does. <laughs> you guys will notice that Felberta is actually talking to somebody you kind of recognize, and that is a centaur that you have seen kind of around the Order of Light. He does have dress robes, um, so it's not like his uniform, but it's definitely he is part of the Order, and you do recognize him, but you can't quite put your finger on it yet. But you definitely have seen this uh, gentleman wandering around on the ground. I feel like that's something I would remember. A centaur? Yeah. He stands out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Malwood's going to go not get Frederick, a, a is drink. It? It's not Frederick. <laughs> Isn't he a horse? Frederick is a horse. Yes. Uh, Malwood's going to grab Bonnie and say, come on, we're going to the bar. And we're going to go get a cocktail. As you go to the bar, you notice that there's one thing that really stands out at you, especially after your most recent encounter with the um, person that had passed away. And what you notice is directly above the bar, there is a shadow box containing a light shard. Ooh. And then right below the light shard in like a nice decorative sign, like wood carved in, it looks pretty nice. It says, Byrune, the giant in our hearts and the filler of our bellies. On the bar itself is a collection box saying, save the bar. Any and all help is greatly appreciated. Oh, Varun. That's a deep cut to our practice uh, <clears throat> kind of campaign. So you want to know who Varun is, check out our website at www.caredresstales.com and check out our uh, podcast. Yeah, as soon as you said monster wings, I was like... Beast wings, I wrote yeah. Down, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote down Varun. I was like... Uh, R.I.P. Uh, yeah. Well, our characters don't know Varun. No, but yeah. I knew... But we know. We Ryan know knows Varun. Mm-hmm. Seeing you guys kind of standing there, you catch the bartender's attention. Hi, uh, what can I get for you? Um, we will take two white ears, please. Two white ears. Can we have the mulberry flavor? Do you have that? Um, I think we get, we just got a shipment of stuff in, so I think I can find that for us. Great. Just two? Yeah, just two. Okay. Can I have a shot of tequila, too? Oh. Yes, you may. <laughs> Melwood, like, like, rips her head around, looks back at the bartender. Go ahead and make that, too. Okay. I'll be right back. And then she quickly um, runs up. So that's not tea. I I like more than just tea. Huh. I would have never have guessed, Bonnie. I would have never have guessed. So you grab your drinks and you head back, or are you going to eat drink at the bar? Uh, I think we would do our shot of tequila at the bar and then take our white ears back. Okay, go mm-hmm. ahead and roll a perception check while you're at the bar. Uh, 12. Okay, when you were looking down at the bar and you were kind of waiting for your drink, you had a glance at that collection box and next to it you see a picture and the picture in the forefront of it is obviously Viroon, a giant who was the previous owner of the bar okay but next to the picture what you're surprised about is you see a in the picture benson is right next to this giant kind of with his arm oh. around him. that's all you get from it i'm gonna like nudge bonnie and just be like do you is that benson oh my god it is he has a he has a life outside of the order that's weird it's like when you see your teacher outside of school. Oh, right. Like on the, we- oh, at the like market in like. At, yeah. Oh, 
Ugh. And she just like gives a little sugar. Come on, let's go. Let's go hang out with the. Let's go hang out with the group. And they're gonna walk back, I guess. You'll notice that there's not really like a server kind of running around, but you see somebody kind of moving around. So if you guys did want to order food or anything, you're definitely gonna have to flag this person down. Yeah, Vasa will flag this guy down. I think he's gonna get a like a tall glass of mead, and um, he'll try the the giant wings. Um, so you flag a person down. It is a giant as well, a giant frost giant. He comes over. He's like, "Hello, my name's Vincey. Thanks for coming to my bar. I will be happy to get you your beast wings, sir. But uh, if you need to order a drink, you need to get it from Ivy up at the bar. I'm just running food. Okay, we'll do. Thanks. Any other uh, food? Are we really good pizza and really good wings? I will take a pizza, and I'd I'd like to try the wings as well. Uh, Melwood uh, is going to jump in with her friend. I'll I'll go halfsies on that pizza with Yeah, I'll order my own pizza. All right. Thank you. I'm going to nudge Wallace like, Wallace, introduce oh, me to no, your Wallace friend. Oh, no, Wallace separated. He's with his oh, friend at the no, bar. No, I'm following Wallace. I'm. Oh, Yeah, okay. I was following him. Uh, I'm ready to meet this person. Did you, want elephant. Me to, did you want me to voice the other elephant so we can have back and forth? <laughs> I kind of like them having the same voice. <laughs> All right. I just picture John in his chair like, Wallace, Alberta, yeah. <laughs> like he's like that's a TikTok reel. That is right there. Watch out for the like he's Gollum. Stupid yeah. hobbit says no. Okay, so yeah, Wallace has been greeting his friend Alberta, and I, I guess since you're so interested, when they when he first gets there and uh, says hello to her, they hug and make a insight check. All right, insight. No bonuses here, so straight D20 roll. One. <laughs> One? One. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no, uh, no, no, Wallace, no. actually, uh, he gives her a hug, and first of all, you cannot tell if it's a platonic thing or not. And then he actually says, No, miss, would you mind if I have some time alone with my friend, Felberta? <laughs> no, miss, you charmer, you. And I'm gonna like introduce myself to Philberta. I've heard a lot about you. I you guess, have. Yeah, you're the. What re- have you heard? You're just the reason we came here. You're his. Uh, he said a friend. That- Is that so? And she looks at Wallace, and he just kind of like nods nonchalantly. Maybe uh, Wallace and I have been actually uh, practicing some music together. Maybe we can uh, play for you later. Yes, maybe later, Nomis. For now, I would really like to catch up with my friend Felberta alone. All right, all right, I, I got gotcha. you. And I'm just gonna like kind of give him a little wink and like, all right. As you guys are having this conversation, the centaur that was kind of standing there is going to be like, "Oh, Felberta, who's your friend?" Oh, yes, this is Wallace and Nomis. Nomis is an Wallace is an old friend from childhood. Oh, that is fantastic to meet your friends. What Wallace, brings you to town? Nomis, this is Damien Longmane. Hey, nice to meet you, Damien. What brings you guys to uh, Black Bay Harbor? Oh, to meet uh, Wallace's friend here. Yes, I really would. I was happy to see my friend from growing up together, who I'd really like to spend a few minutes alone with. All right, Wallace, don't get your trunk in a knot. I'm, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm going to give him a wink and leave, because I think... I think Nomis thinks his cover is getting ready to get blown. <laughs> that was the most awkward interaction <laughs> any of us have had. It was pretty awkward. Yes, it was. 
And I'm going back to the table. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, when you get back to the table, um, Melwood and Bonnie are like, give us the details. Like, on her elbows, like, tell me everything. I mean, they hugged. What kind I, of hug? I, I couldn't tell. What do you mean you can't tell? What do you mean I you can't, can't tell? How I'm small. Know? They're huge. Yeah, but like, was it like a, did they like embrace? Where were his hands? Where was his trunk? I mean, I'm not looking at his Where trunk. Where was her trunk? <laughs> I don't look at those things. <laughs> How did you know? It just like looks at It seemed body. like a little bit of a longer hug. Okay. And they were really quick to be like, we need our alone time. Interesting. Bonnie, what do you think? Uh, I uh, I can't say. What? And she's kind of like grinning. <gasps> do you know something? Wait, wait, wait. I, I can't say. Yes, you can. No, I can't. You guys have to figure it out. Oh my gosh. I thought we discussed not getting our lock picker. Uh, and I'm going to make like a little motion. Oh, of she's like, fine. Oh we, my we, gosh. I'm fine. She's, fi- she's fine. Um, All right. All right. We got to get a closer look. So I'm going to probably grab Bonnie and like we're going to skirt to the other side of the bar and like just sit in a table and kind of like watch them. Like I want to like get the read on this, but I don't want them to really see me. So can I roll stealth? Yeah. Was a natty twenty. See, I rolled my one so that you would get the twenty. Perfect. Counts. While you all were doing this, I was at the bar trying to get my my beer. <laughs> Perfect. So I, I wasn't around for this. So. <clears throat> we all just right. got a nice order of the ales in from Tenotis. And yeah. For the listeners, Tenotis is the um, kind of the beer capital. So yeah, I'll, t- I'll take an order of that, and Vasto uh, is going to notice the um, the picture of. Um, Benson and Virun. Yeah, Benson and Virun. You know, I, I see, I see Benson. Um, but I asked the bartender about the other guy because I don't know his name. Oh, you Virun? Yeah, he used to be the owner. Um, he passed about two months ago, though. Um, an unfortunate case of Mordina. We just have no idea what happened. Oh, where was he? Was he here? Yeah, yeah. We just came into the bar one day and um, found his light shard. Oh. And I mean, we've been on kind of some tough times since the donation box. Um, his son, Vinci, he seems to be doing okay, but um, you know, he's a little bit more quiet than he normally is. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna make a donation. Oh. Or, I'm guessing I have money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That I mean, any and all help is appreciated. No one told me what I got with my twenty. Yeah, I wanted to cover the scene first. Yeah, I was trying to get my scene in to so don't <laughs> plow through. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give Vaso his spotlight. Yeah, that's that's all Vaso has. Just... All right, perfect. So Bonnie and Melwood have successfully snuck over to the other side of the bar. It's a pretty busy bar. People are walking around, so it really wasn't that difficult. And they are overhearing Wallace and Alberta. Maybe not overhearing, but at least observing. Oh, they're overhearing. Oh, you perfect. can hear these people across the bar. <laughs> oh, I forgot how loud Wallace is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and Felberta is just as loud. So they're honestly not saying much of particular interest. They're talking about people from back home and how they've been. They ask how each other's parents are, how each other's friends are doing, and who's married to who. And it's a very innocuous conversation. And every once in a while, like, there's there's some physical contact, but it's it doesn't, like, go anywhere. So it's clearly a very close relationship, but like you can't tell if it's romantic. You still can't tell. With a twenty, I can't tell. I guess I my was tw- twenty on stealth. My twenty was not on stealth, stealth yeah. not investigation. Okay, 
All right. Well, I suppose I'll tell a- you. You can roll as well as as well as you want, but you will not be able to tell what is going on between them. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll as uh, as you're observing them. You're someone next to you. So, how did you guys get out? What? And you look over and you see the centaurs. Has a has a drink and he's just standing next to you, observing you guys watching Wallace at the same time. Uh, um, Bonnie, when she sees him, says, "Oh crap." Oh, oh no no no! <laughs> you must have us confused. Mm, I'm pretty sure I'm not. Before you guys came here, Felberto was talking about her friend who was in the order, and you guys all came in together. Look so at the I'm, time! I'm just, I'm just, Look at that! I'm just we're curious just, how you guys got out. Where it was so nice to meet you, and she's just gonna grab Bonnie's arm and walk away. Um, Bonnie does not go with you. She's like. Um, what's, this is, uh, do you know who this is? Uh, no. It's Damien Longmane. He's in the order. Okay, well, he's I don't the know. Artifice, he's the head of, artificer, the head uh, of the forge. Uh, he's really mas- important. Mas- master of forge, I will say. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Master uh, yes. of forge. Uh, okay, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure when you were a recruit, you snuck out. Right. Oh, yes, all the time. I'm just curious how you guys got out. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rules rules are not meant to hold back the thrills of youth. I just, you know, always kind of curious to see uh, the new antics of the next crew. What, um, well, how did you guys used to sneak out? How did we used to sneak out? That's for you to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't well, share all of my secrets. Well, I guess the same can be said for us. <laughs> oh, touche, touche. I hope you guys enjoy your evening. Um, I won't say anything if you don't. Thank you, sir. And she's going to grab Bonnie's arm, kind of like bow, like super awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like pull Bonnie. Like Bonnie's coming with her at this point. Yep. Bonnie, her face is just kind of like frozen. She's caught and she doesn't know what to do. And it's weird to her that there he hasn't uh, threatened any sort of punishment. So she's just kind of like got a thousand yard stare going on as you drag her away. When you're far, far away from the table, she's I need another shot of tequila. Yeah. Bonnie, well, like, okay, like, we need call signs, like I have with Wallace, like, when there's somebody that- we, I've met him. He knows who I am. Okay, well, that would have been really good. Then why did we go to that spot? Well, he wasn't there when we went over there. <sighs> Bonnie, we're going to get in trouble. I didn't know he was here. Okay. All right. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. Everyone does it. Like, it's fine. Let's just go. Let's, our food's probably here. Let's just go back to the table. Okay. But wait, tequila. No. No. <laughs> We got to get back in. One more. This is your last one. Okay. Let's go to the bar. Nomis is getting really antsy. Is, okay. there, is there a stage in this? <laughs> yes, there would definitely be a stage right. in here. He's he's drawn to that stage like a, a moth to a flame. Like he's he's now on that stage and he's trying to get everyone's attention. Like he's strumming the lyre. I'm pretty sure there's a role for performance. There is. Oh, I'm go- it's go- probably going to go really bad. Are you going to do, do a role? Oh, I got to roll for it? I can't tell you what I want to do? <laughs> well, what do you want to do? And then we'll roll performance and see how well you actually did it. So I'm going to get on there and say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Nomis Graytail, performer extraordinaire. I want to like take my hat off and bow, and I want to dedicate this next song to my friend Wallace and his friend, <laughs> Belberta. 
<laughs> and he's going to do his best rendition of Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> up there you rattle my nerves and you rattle my brain your love drives a man insane you know my will perfect goodness gracious great balls of fire he's he's hoping everyone comes in you know that's what he's doing for those of you who can't see us because this is a podcast ryan today is rocking a very very Goose inspired mustache. <laughs> Not goose, rooster. Rooster. The new I'm, one. The new I like one. The, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to embrace rooster. Full blown rooster mustache. I'm getting some aviators this weekend. Done. It, it's happening. All right. I have inspiration, right? Didn't I get inspiration somewhere along the way? <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Oh, this is going to go real bad. Can we roll help? I don't know. How, can I, I get myself? No. Can I get myself bardic inspiration? <laughs> I don't think so. No, he just went up and got on stage. You can't help him. Can't help. All right, here we go. Yeah. Rolling a d twenty. You're trying to escape notice. He's I just know, like, right? hey, look at me. This is who I am. I have a plus five in performance. This is pretty good. This would be good. Fifteen. Is that with the plus five? Yeah, that's pretty decent. The crowd is definitely enjoying it, and you kind of just kind of drowned out the the talking for a little while and. Everything's going smoothly. Yeah. And just as your song concludes, you you have a round of applause from the the other patrons in the audience, but one clap stands out in particular, and it's a slow clap. And you look for the source of this slow clap, and you find just over stage right is Benson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We all knew it was coming. And he says, boy, you are in a heap of trouble. <laughs> heap? Come on, Benson. Let me play you a song. <laughs> what can I play you? Go ahead and roll an insight check, everybody. <laughs> all right. Insight is going to be wisdom. I got a plus two. Roll a 16. So 18. Yep. I uh, Three. <laughs> zero for wisdom, and I rolled a 15. <laughs> that seems on point. Nomis <laughs> <laughs> like, is up there having a blast and already bantering with Benson, Vaso, and Woods. You guys definitely see that Benson's not laughing. <laughs> He's not very happy that you guys have broken off of campus. But yep. I will give you this. He has not seen you yet. He has only seen Nomis. Okay. So and if you want to try and sneak out of the bar yep. right now... 100% we're going to leave our friend hanging. Yeah, um, So Malwood is going to look at Vaso and like give her the eye like and like the finger like the, you know, like round him up kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, And we need to go. Yeah. So you are at the table with Vaso and Quentin and Bonnie. Wallace is on the other side of the bar with Falberta. So it's the four of you at the table. Um. I think Are just you trying to get Wallace or not? No. I mean, Wallace yeah. seems pretty okay. distracted. Wallace Bonnie is... and Quentin are going to roll for stealth along with you guys to okay. see if they if you get out of this bar without Benson seeing no you. Nomis doesn't have to roll stealth. You already got. <laughs> Come on. Let me roll stealth. Um, I have a 21. I got a three. <laughs> a two plus one for, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Bonnie rolled a 15. And Quentin rolled a 11. So Bonnie and Quentin are rolling probably pretty good. I had a 21. So you guys are all like trying to like sneak out and you're doing a pretty good job. But unfortunately, right as soon as Vaso goes to stand up, the bartender was coming by with actually an entire round of silver hoof. And he was like coming to talk to you. He's like, 
oh, Damien Longmire. And he didn't quite get out that he was trying to like, Damien Longmire was buying you guys around is what you kind of get from the situation. But before that comes out, Vasa just walks straight into him. <laughs> so you guys are all like kind of like halfway out the bar and then just beer everywhere. Oh my gosh. Chalice is hitting the floor. And um, Benson definitely turns over and is like, he he turns around, Benson turns around from his spot over on stage right and sees the commotion that has just happened among the four of you and the bartender. And he says, yep, that's about what I expected. I suppose Wallace is here too. Uh, yes. <laughs> and he, he doesn't even look over at the sound of the voice, but he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Get your stuff recruits it's gonna be a long night for us great and he gathers you up leads you back to base and makes you run laps all night (laughs) one of the things that you will notice after your initial shock and kind of on your way back walking through the city is benson has on his uniform or his like dressed robes but he has a apron on over top of it an apron or yep like a cook's apron? Yes, a cook's apron. Huh. Does it say like the myth, the legend on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you look at it, it does say um, Heaven's Cloud Brewery oh. on it. Oh, maybe he's Vincent's helping out. has got a side gig. Moonlighting. Well, Nomis didn't see the picture, so I can't say anything. Nope. You did not see the picture, Nomis. <laughs> yeah. Wood saw the picture, but she's not going to bring it up. Yeah. Vasa, like it. Not the right time to ask. She's like tired, like <laughs> running. We're, we're, we're yeah, we're we're in trouble. A couple <laughs> shots of tequila and some white ears in her. She's not happy camper. Yep. And so the rest of the evening goes by. You guys are literally just running laps around, just kind of like your practice yeah. lap run. <laughs> For the next session, you guys are each going to have one round of exhaustion. Oh. Do we have an exhaustion card? I think we do. <laughs> I think you do. If not, I'll have to print Charmed, one off. Charmed, defeated, stunned, blind, unconscious, frightened, grappled, invisible, incapacitated, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, restrained, no exhaustion. So one level of exhaustion means you have disadvantage on ability checks. All right. Which For... means every time they roll an ability check, such as persuasion or perception, it's going to be at disadvantage. For the whole day? For the whole day. Until you get the next you know, night's sleep. Since you guys didn't get to sleep this evening, instead you were running laps. So you are tired. Nomis is going to ask you all as we're running, like, what'd you think of my performance? Like, he's like, he was really proud of himself. It was good, man. Yeah. I think you, did you change your lyre? Yeah, Wallace and I uh, made the strings thicker I'm to get, get that heavier sound. Because uh, as I'm, like, panting, <laughs> Wallace plays drums. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. And it's, it's, it's the sticker can strings. Like, can we? I had a cramp. Can we just stop for a second? And she like, like, it's like puts her elbows on her knees, and she's like, okay. And okay. no, Miss is gonna come up behind you. And go, great balls of fire! <laughs> <laughs> All right, recruits. There's three hours till sunrise. Royal call is then. We are going on patrol tomorrow. So the bard's tale has come to a close. Ah, what a splendid crowd you have been. We hope, we hope we'll see you again at Carriage Rest Inn.
All right, so this is part of the podcast where we get to know our players. So we're going to go around the room, and today's question is, what is your, who is your favorite character that you've played? Tell us about them. Who's going first? Who's ready to go first? I am. Okay. <laughs> favorite character ever? ever. Or ever. favorite character playing with like... No, ever. Ever. So you Present can, company. Yeah, you no, can, no, no, no. Favorite character ever. Oh, man. I'm going to go with uh, a character named Malil. He mm. was uh, a, a character I played in one of Sam's campaigns that she ran. Sam's only campaign. Sam's only campaign she ran. He was about a 15-year-old teenage monk, but unfortunately in some freak accident, he lost all four of his limbs, which were replaced with uh, magical wooden limbs. But the reason I loved him so much was because he, uh, his major flaw is he was obsessed with pointing out people's sins and trying to save their souls. So Super I, fun. So I pretty much would just call out all the NPCs and all the players' imperfections. Like if they drink too much, you'd point out that um, you should really work on your gluttony. You're kind of drinking way too much, and that's going to lead to bad things. Um, and the team ended up playing with him perfectly. So I loved role-playing because he was a difficult character to get along with. I think um, but he had everyone's interest in heart. My favorite is when you ended up at a strip club and you didn't know you were in a strip club and you remember and he we was like He was the seamstress. He was the yeah. seamstress at the strip club fixing all the holy uniforms. Yeah, because they had the too best. many holes in them. That was the best. They were in those shambled rags just with all those cuts and holes and it had to be fixed. Malil was fun. I was there to help. Malil was fun. Uh who's next? Right. Oh man, that's that's a hard question. Yeah, I know. I got uh, like two. <laughs> And I have two, too. I don't know. I, I think sticking with Sam's campaign, I played a character named Staley, who was a dwarven bard, but he was previously like a hell's angel fighter guy who lost his memory and was trained by a bard. Got like, I don't know. He was, he was fun to play because he treated Malil like a little kid, and he often got really annoyed by Malil, so he would often like try to ditch him <laughs> where he went. Uh, but I named him Staley. I'm, I'm a huge like 90s grunge fan so i named him after allison chain's lead singer and people in his backstory were like other 90s grunge artists so i had really fun like coming up with his backstory and annoying people with my music and i think he dressed up in drag he was in drag yeah yeah yeah. and he strangely liked it for some reason (laughs) so i I didn't didn't really get a chance to really explore that side of staley uh dressing in drag and performing but we'll keep that one yeah i had fun playing him he was a fun role playing maybe he'll come back one day maybe uh, John, what about you? Uh, so I no one's surprised at this table. I'm sure my favorite character was Vargak Zakuldrog, <laughs> the dragonborn barbarian known best for charging into battle, screaming his own name completely naked. <laughs> Being allergic to cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, Zakuldrog, the Zakuldrog clan believes that righteous battle is the truest form of freedom. So to experience true freedom, you can't be encumbered by things such as modesty or clothing. And they look (laughs) down upon the use of armor. So that's why their armor is like big, heavy, and spiky outside of battle, but it has quick releases so that they can just drop it as they charge into battle. Um, You played him so well. (laughs) So well. Yeah, he also was not a not a smart dragonborn. Yeah, he was a barbarian. Just 
Mm-hmm. You somehow got a triceratops and rode him around, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, he, like, yeah. Yes, familiar. The, uh, yeah. yeah. The Port Nyanzaru dinosaur racing champion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had like a whole business plan. Or, like, yeah, we had dino I coffee. I had triceratops. Java beans. Names Java, 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 Java coffee or something. Jurassic Java. Jurassic Java. Jurassic Java. Yeah. <laughs> he had battle axe named Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, was, my god. That was fun. That was good. All right. Uh, Nick. Uh, so I'd have to say my favorite character was this guy named Espen. Yeah. That's, um, so we were playing in a campaign and I had my guy, Chad, that was my first character ever, Chad the Barbarian. And, um, and like there, there's, um, there, we had a couple episodes where everybody got a second character and we basically got the role for what level our character was. And I rolled a level 16 for an yeah. assassin road. <laughs> and at that time, like everybody, like all the other characters were like level eight yeah, or something. Yeah. And I just, it was just really fun just going around, just assassinating all the bad guys without them. Yeah, like, you loved that character. Nick, super, Nick came alive. Yeah. I think that's yeah. when he came alive. In I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's when First he it was the dragon him. and then it was yeah. the yeah. Espen. Uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. And just, Kind of like 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really was young, young, right? yeah. yeah, because he was um he was actually one of the slaves from the what was the, the pirate? Cr- the yeah, pi- the was pirate Peter, island. Was he like after was he made after Peter Pan or is that somebody else I'm thinking of? Uh no, uh, he was <laughs> he was a he was a former slave, but he was really the goddess's son, which is why he was such a high yeah. level. Yeah. That's right. But the chains of his slave collar had locked everything away, so no one knew that he was a super high level rogue until he got set free. But yes, that was the episode where you were on the pirate island, which was supposed to be like the Lost Boys, and the character was like Peter Pan, but he wasn't Peter Pan. Yeah. He got upset when you called him Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Um, for me, I have two, but like, I'm probably gonna surprise you guys. My favorite was Atticus Fern Delaney. So that was in. It was the other flashback episode. It was the other flashback in Mike's campaign, right? You play, Were you playing Guinevere? Avere. Avere. So in that campaign, my character was Gwen. And then my second character I named Avere because I'm clever like that. Yeah. But she somehow turned into like a Russian hairdresser. I yes, don't know how it, it happened. it was so great. I don't know how it happened. And I played a fireblog. Fearblog. A fearblog druid named Atticus Fern Delaney. And he was the master of tunnels um and he had a stutter and was kind of on the autism spectrum and i he was a rule follower and i absolutely loved playing him didn't you have like a book like article two he knew like all the codes like anytime somebody would be like we can't do it oh excuse me yes Uh, according to the rule book in section 817 line four it says that all tunnels must be cleared of black ooze like he would just like make stuff up on the fly (laughs) Which was really fun to play as a DM because then you're like, ooh, I have a new rule I need to follow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, great. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out with us and getting to know us a little bit more, guys. And we'll see you next time.